This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Running Together, the show that takes us from really, really short distances to really, really long distances. And recently, we've had a real string of fascinating and amazing people who have loved the long distances. And we're talking people who have run well over 100k. Today, I'm very fortunate to have not one, not two, but three people who have very impressive performances over much, much shorter distances. Stop smiling, Sean. Um, <laughs> you should have stopped it too, there, Pete. <laughs> We're talking about historically here, but how historically we'll get into that. Anyway, I have the pleasure of having with me today three of the five members of the O'Sullivan family. So we have Welcome Finn, Welcome Tilly, and Welcome Sean. Good morning. Great to be here. I've got a question for you, Finn. Go on the hot seat straight away. Uh, You are absolutely on the hot seat. And so I saw you at the end of your 400-metre race on Sunday – how were you feeling at the at the time? Because you seemed as though you needed a bit of breath. Yeah, I was suffering a bit. <laughs> I mean, it might sound a bit silly to the people who've run 100 plus K, but 400's uh, pretty tough. So, yeah, I was suffering a bit in the heat, but, you know. How was the last, like, 50, 60 metres? Because you won it. Congratulations for that. Oh, cheers. And it was an awesome time. It's 48 seconds. I think. Is that the first time you've done 48 this yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. Just in general, yeah, yeah. So, oh, brilliant. Happy with that, but no, the last 60 was a bit punishing, but, you know, <laughs> got through it, so. Well done, you. Well done. So, have you got any more races coming up? I know, obviously, this coming weekend, there's no senior races, but. Uh, no senior races off overseas next week for 400 running. Honey but, um, Ara, is that the one we're yeah, talking that's about? One. Yeah, So, tell us a, bit, a little bit about that. Well, over for Pacific Games. Running the 400, so we'll see how that goes. It's like 33 degrees over there right now, so if I was struggling with Christchurch's heat, then <laughs> might be a wake-up call. But Well, you know. people would assume that 400 metres isn't going to be affected by the heat. If anything, you're actually going to, probably going to be running faster because you're all sort of kind of warmed up. That The last thing you would have been wanting to do, I can remember um, marathon runners talking about the sweet spot for them is like 10 or 11 degrees, but for sprinters it's... Into, well into the 20s. No, I think it's supposed to be the warmer the better for like speed-wise, but how it feels is definitely still affected by the heat. Yeah. It's just you know it's better, even though it's possibly more like it hurts more. But I don't know about you, Tilly, bring Tilly in here, but on Sunday, because it did feel quite warm, I actually felt maybe because of the heat, feel kind of heavy. Yeah, I felt like quite dizzy and like like just trotting at, especially at the end of it, and just lying down after the race in the heat was pretty, pretty is, is, tough. Is that, is that an O'Sullivan thing? Do you do that as well, Sean? Have you lying down at the end? Uh, yes, and another O'Sullivan thing Vomiting. is to vomit after a few <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
He doesn't, well, he doesn't do the 400 <laughs> part, though. So. <laughs> Once upon a time. I haven't seen any vomiting, fortunately. Well, at least not on the 400 and certainly not from, from you guys. So uh, thank you for keeping so the track clean. vomited after that race on Sunday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you kept that? Really? Mm. Oh, well done it you. It was the first time I hadn't vomited after a race. <laughs> <laughs> so just to be clear, anyone listening, this isn't about pushing yourself so hard that you end up vomiting, but... Some people, if they remember back to their childhood days, probably the something beyond 200 and something below about an 800 is that, I wouldn't call it sweet spot, that nasty spot really, yeah. where you're trying to push back uh, at your max and the body really doesn't like it. Yeah, you yeah. can't quite sprint, but you can't quite like go too slow. So it's like you've got to find like the right balance between... yeah. Having yeah. enough in the tank for the end and yeah. not underdoing it. I, I'd say I've done what a hundred through to ten k in my life, mm-hmm. like just with racing. But I'd say there's something about that like exact distance. It's just a different feeling. It's not necessarily harder or less hard, but it's just it hits you kind of differently to a yeah. longer different race. Kind of yeah, yeah, absolutely. The effect of lactic acid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I certainly felt it. I was in the same race, complete disclosure, uh, way behind Tilly <laughs> in her race, which we'll get onto a, a, in a moment. But uh, the last 50 metres was probably the longest 50 metres of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it just feel, felt as though it, it would never end and the legs just wanted to stop working. It's like running on a treadmill, you're just like... <laughs> you're running on a treadmill, you're just You were working. definitely looking a bit better off after the race, though, yeah. than us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously not pushing myself hard enough here. I felt as though I was at the time. Tilly, your race is pretty much straight after Finn's. Yeah. Pretty awesome brother-sister sort of combo there. So tell us about that run. Yeah, so it was my first time breaking 60, which was cool because... You're only 14. Yeah. And I've, yeah, I've been injured a lot recently, the, few, the past few years, so it was quite cool to have done the training and actually see it pay off and get a good time. So, yeah. So, it was brilliant. And you had in the stand, had you recovered enough? Oh, I like, to actually saw watch like it? kind of a blurry image <laughs> of her crossing the finish line. That was about it. Yeah. yeah. No, it was an awesome run. So, congratulations. That. Thanks. Now, of course, Dear old dad here is knows what's coming, and that is that there was a little bit of a, I believe anyway there was a little bit of a bet yeah. that happened not long ago about you breaking sixty seconds, which is especially for women like a super big deal. Amazing. Do you want to explain the bet, Tilly? Um, sure. <laughs> so in the winter season, we're just on the way to training and we were talking about my times and I said, if I break 60 this coming season, you have to run a 400 and he thought it was a bit out of reach. So he admitted to doing it. And Yeah, at the time, <laughs> Tilly's PB was 64 seconds. So I thought, oh, surely she can't take four seconds off next season. So I thought my bet was safe and I wouldn't have to run a 400. And Sadly, it was mixed feelings when she crossed the line on Sunday. <laughs> I was obviously proud, but obviously <laughs> scared of him in front of 400 because, uh, yeah, it was doing in the second run of the season was great. Yeah, so what's next? I mean, you've now got two things to look forward to. 
obviously improving even further on that yep. because conditions can be better and obviously you've got all the rest of the season until yeah. like the end of February to develop and improve. And then you've got another thing to really look forward to and that's watching your dad mm. run. <laughs> that's well, yeah. He has a tendency to pull out of races against his children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the scary thing he is. still reckons he's the fastest in the family because I haven't beaten him in a race because last time I raced him we were... I was maybe uh, 12. There was another bet too that I said when Finn breaks my PB, I'll give him $50. He did that on Sunday, so finally. Yes. Well, not finally. finally. <laughs> Quite a lot earlier again. Oh, than okay, so you've broken 49 or you've I, just I read, I read mid, mid 49s when I was running. Wow. So he's broken it by a second now. So. so the genes are very much in the family, uh, no yeah. doubt about Joe it. Joe also was well. a Joe also, well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so just a, a big shout out to the two members of the O'Sullivan family who are not here, and that's dear Joe, Sean's wife, and Jonty, who has also run um, yep. very, very well. Yeah. Uh, what's Jonty doing at the moment? He's a, mm-hmm. He's a gym rat. <laughs> so he does all of the drink training, yeah. but he doesn't do the Cut. running training. Yeah. yeah, he's a bit top heavy at the moment. <laughs> he's a bit top heavy. <laughs> He'd be happy with me saying that as well. So. Yeah. Well, he, well, he might be wanting to, to go with, with Tom and, and start doing the shot put yeah, or something like that. I you don't know, know if he's got the physique. <laughs> he's built like you, Pete, taller than me. That's, that's more for the aesthetics, I'd say. But yeah, yeah no. Right, yeah. okay. Well, looks are important. But he's, yeah. he's definitely, I can't talk because he's outlifting me. So. <laughs> Um, the actual training that you're doing is a lot more intense on the track. So we get situations, and I remember, because we, we, we go down the track sometimes, and we're doing these long intervals of up to 1,200 yeah. metres, and you'll, there'll be sprinters down there at the same time, and they'll zoom past super, super quick, and then they'll stop. They'll get the headphones on or something like that, and then they'll be listening for, like, what forever, and then you see them... I know, maybe we've gone around the track five or six times in between, and then they'll come out and do another pow. Um, so yeah. what, what, what's, what's the, you know, for, as a longer distance <laughs> It comes runner. across as a bit posy to someone who's not, and sometimes it just a straight up is with certain people. Oh, okay, the track, but, okay. <laughs> but no, it's just <laughs> interval training is different when you're, I guess, because I've done with some long distance interval okay. training as well the intensity is higher and then you get the recovery. So then you can keep the intensity up the whole way through all of your right. reps, if that makes sense. I think yeah. I'm not really the coach here. I just kind of follow my program. But that's, yeah. I think, kind of like you're still getting that fitness going, but you're doing it at a speed which is training your like top end at the same time, mm-hmm. which is always good. But yeah. I think first and foremost, with 400 at least, you need the speed as the foundation, like lactic, you can train up in a few weeks, but not having the speed to physically get around the track fast enough is probably the main thing. So, yeah. That's why, because I don't have your genes, <laughs> I'm dead in the water when it comes to if, if I was going to be competing against your dear old dad, which may happen. You never know. <laughs> I'm Make looking forward so. to it. Pete, yeah. if it does happen, I promise you, you'll kick my... Well, the last, hu- the last hundred, it's going to be him needing the tips, not me. So. <laughs> Tilly, you're a fantastic sprinter. You're also, 
a hockey player. And that's yep. maybe been your first love over the last few years. Yeah. So the interaction of different sports, we have a lot of young people who play football, for example, or they uh, play rugby, and they find that the running training helps yep. with that, that there's kind of like a, a bit of a, a transfer of those sort of skills between the two. So for yourself, I mean, obviously the hockey season's finished, but have you noticed that some of the sprint training has helped with the hockey? Yeah, definitely. You know, with long games, hour-long games, you're like running back and forth and with that fitness and the speed to like eliminate players. Is eliminate players. <laughs> I like how you said that. <laughs> now you've got a stick and a hard ball, but, you know, we're talking about eliminate as in, as in what? Can you... Skill players and then just like be able to accelerate off them and just... Yep. get past them it's pretty yep. good and like I noticed quite a big difference between last season when I hadn't really done as much training coming off injury I wasn't very fit to this year where I just have that extra kick to like get through the game play well and yeah it definitely helps with other sports because mm. it's kind of the foundation of most sports yeah having those skills yeah absolutely yeah now when it comes to the injury side as you're getting taller because you you're you're almost as tall as your dad, actually. <laughs> you're getting there. You're getting there. Um, there's obviously chances as, you, as we're growing, and maybe you've gone through this as well, yeah. Finn. As you're growing quite fast, if you're pushing the body, then the body might be saying, uh-uh, not really keen on this idea. So both physically and mentally, it's probably a case of, you know, I don't really enjoy this training. It's not, it's not working. So from an injury point of view, how have you managed to handle that? Because it must have been really, really yeah. frustrating. It's probably the most frustrating yeah. part, perhaps, of, of uh, about um, training of any type. I think it's really important to listen to your body. And if you've got, like, a niggle, just take it easy on the training and don't try and overly push yourself for that improvement because in the long run it's not going to help you like that. And I think, yeah, just really not putting yourself in, like, situations where it's obviously not going to turn out well and stuff like that but yeah yeah absolutely I think that's really really good advice I think people of uh, a few generations older than Tilly could probably benefit from that including myself <laughs> and for yourself then when you sort of went there through that really strong growth stage did you find it was a real challenge as far as sort of you know the, the chances of injury was, was oh, greater yeah, like I reckon from maybe 14 through to last season, I didn't have one season where I wasn't out for significant time with injury, I'd say, oh, wow. and most of that was growth-related. I had a few other stuff go yeah. on. But, yeah, a few surgeries and stuff like that. Oh, so wow. some of the stuff's kind of unavoidable with growth stuff. Like I was getting back spasms and stuff mm. like that, and that kind of just happens. But then I think now that I've kind of stopped growing upwards, I've, I don't know, focused a bit more on my, like, strength and injury prevention and stuff like yeah. that. and. It seems to have kind of righted itself, I think, a bit. I think you just got to get through a certain phase in your life without pushing so much that it's going to, those injuries are going to stay with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think you just kind of got to ride that wave for a bit. And mm. then once you're through it, just make sure you have, like, you implement strategies to make sure you're yeah. not pushing yourself too hard. But at the same time, you still got to be, like, not just wrapping yourself in Conwell. You got to, mm. I think a lot of it comes from just, knowing when to push and knowing when not to push. Yeah. Because there are times where you probably do need to push through something because it, sometimes it just kind of writes itself. But mm. you just got to recognise which which is which, I'd say. Yeah, and that's a, I think that's a skill you 
kind of learn from the experience, trial yeah. and error, <laughs> maybe a little bit. I think we're all we're all into that. But it's interesting you should mention that because, and Tilly, you would have noticed this as well, is that there seems to be a real drop off, and not just in in athletics, not just in sprinting, but in a lot of sports, when people get into those sort of teenage years. From your experience, and I'll start with you first, Tilly. You're sort of the earlier end of it at the moment. What can you suggest to keep people in, not just in, in running, but also in, in sport, as particularly when it comes to girls? Because you would have seen a yeah. lot of them that you, you'd been running with two years ago, three years ago, yeah. really, really promising, and now they're going, ah, I'm just going to sit on the sofa kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I think you can't really push them too much or else it does kind of make them not want to do it as much but I think just encouraging people to keep in the sport and because I think sport's a good way of helping you to get through like teenage years and it can help with a lot of different aspects of your life Mm. and so I think yeah I think encouraging and making sure that they're putting in the work as well yeah Yeah, because it's these running apart from the the relay, it's an instant individual sport. Yep. Obviously, yeah. it's not a team, a team one. But it's great to be uh, to be able to socialise. So if it's and maybe you will have seen this as well, Finn. You will have seen people of a similar age who maybe you were beating before, and the same with you, Tilly. Maybe even children uh, that are younger than you who are all of a sudden beating you and. Previously, it was a case of you beating older people. It's yeah. like, well, this is pretty tough on the like the, the ego. The <laughs> ego, yeah, it, it absolutely is. And um, so, f- from your point of view, Finn, I mean, how did you deal with those three years? Was it three years, pretty much? Of yeah, pretty much. Really, and that must have been really tough. So you kept in it, which is fantastic, and you're coming out the other end, which is brilliant. So, what kept you in that you think you might be able to shield that might be might be useful for others? Um, I think a lot of it was just like once I got injured I kind of put athletics I tried to keep it as out of my mind as possible considering how involved I was in the years prior because like the more you think about it the more like down on yourself you're going to get so I kind of just took a full step away focused on rehabbing but like I think I've probably from previous years I've had experiences where some seasons I'd be so much slower than everyone else but I know as I keep getting older, I'd keep kind of working my way up, whereas some people would be kind of all over the place. So I just know that if, I think if you stick in it, there's probably a good chance you're going to come out at least half decent on the other side. Mm. Yeah, but it's kind of different for each person, I'd say. But for me, I think I'd say with the stuff with Tilly earlier, like once you get out of her age group, it becomes a lot more serious, a lot more, you feel like there's a lot more stakes. Yeah. And that it's kind of your own choice once you get past juniors and that mm-hmm. everyone else is kind of, they're out to beat you. They're more competition than mates. But I think mm-hmm. if you surround yourself with the right people, I think it's just as fun as juniors. Like yeah. you get a lot of the some, same people coming through. Yeah, I think yeah. that helps. Being right. a social aspect is definitely. Yeah, from the social point of view, and, and I really appreciate your, your thoughts and, and, and yours as well, Sean. There's loads of people that, run socially 
the majority of people run socially. You, you talk about park run, you conversational pace and all these sorts of things. You get 500 people at a park run on a Saturday morning. I mean, sprinting is much easier. Is there a way of making sprinting for a much wider audience going forward? It doesn't mean that there isn't a competitive part, but there's also like a social, you know, having fun part. You must have I learned think... a few things at Otago University about how to do that fun. What do you mean? Sprinting and having fun. Well, yeah, but <laughs> doing both at the same time is the difficulty, I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, I think it's really hard. If there's so many people that can't sprint naturally, it's kind of hard to have fun if you're losing or stuff like that. And mm. Especially when it's, it feels a lot more serious because the bulk of the people running are doing it. At the top, like they're yeah. trying to do it at the top of their game. There's less spread from yeah. all kind of walks of life, I'd say, with mm-hmm. it. So, I don't know. I think maybe putting on more social events and stuff like that that involve that sprinting, I think, could help because everything was always riding on something or it's, mm. there's something on the line. But I think if you just kind of made it a, there's been a few initiatives probably, but like handicap races and stuff like that. I don't mm. see why they can't be brought yeah. in more. Absolutely. Yeah. We're all familiar with Napuna Wai yeah. and it's a sports hub. And we've got we've now got a great big netball centre there. We've got people playing tennis, the rugby league there. We've got the hockey. Now maybe there's an opportunity there for there to be like a bit of a sprint off between oh, yeah, the yeah. hockey players, the league players. This is some seriously <laughs> quick league players, and I'm sure hockey yeah. wise and also netball. I imagine you know over you're talking about maybe over sixty meters. Oh, That'd yeah. be interesting. I reckon yeah. if you put. A lot of us in against a bunch of league players over six that you'd find would probably struggle more than so. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't particularly get off the line rapidly. So. Yeah. It's hard because once everyone's fixated on their sport, it's hard yeah. to kind of get them trying new things. But I yeah. definitely think um, it would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think part of athletics is that it's quite an easy sport to pick up, especially the running side of things, because most people can run and most people, mm. whereas there's a lot of sports we have to do from a young age. So I think you can kind of pick up athletics at any age which makes it quite an available sport to everyone yeah and you yeah. can run yeah. wherever yeah and for you sean we'd love to have more if you give my expressions old fat <laughs> running elderly yeah running the shorter distances rather than just assuming that they have to run so 5k are you telling me that you're going to start doing 100s and 200s <laughs> Because you're doing a really good 400, you should chop down to one of those. Don't change the topic of conversation <laughs> off yourself, mate. <laughs> I'm an endurance athlete now. Yes, you are. You're absolutely. You're, you're, you're doing great. I'm, I've done a putting athlete in the same conversation as myself. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was talking it up right before we got in here, actually. So. <laughs> He's gone awfully quiet now that mics are on. Great stuff. I'm just curious. Now, you're all really, really good at sprinting. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, long sprinting. When it comes to your holidays, and is it that you look for, as a, as a family, a holiday that's chilled or intense? <laughs> I don't think we are much saying in that matter, but we don't. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I think I'm probably the driver of... Yeah, adventures. Last holidays, we tramped the northwestern. And well, Jonty, Dad, and I tramped the northwestern circuit of Stewart Island, which was about 
75 kilometres in five days through mud and up mountains. I don't think you're going to be impressing anyone who's run 100 yeah, plus. Yeah, good point. <laughs> no, but, but that's just like the place. Oh, that would but, be amazing. Yeah, that's the Still type of holidays are, it looks like. Three trampers and ten kiwi. <laughs> I've had two different perspectives about this trip. As someone who wasn't there, so it's hard to know which one to believe. But I'm sure, it was a bit of both, yeah. knowing the usual holidays. But we've done those types of holidays for years, and I probably am the driver, and sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes the kids have enjoyed them. We're, we're, we're talking about the car driver and <laughs> the... And somehow training still fits in somewhere as somehow well. Somehow training still fits in. So it's interesting because you're actually doing, you know, when it comes to the track, it's really short distances, intense. But when it comes to those holiday experiences, they're often essentially endurance, aren't they? Yes, yeah, anything body won't allow me to do anything short. Anything. <laughs> and I, I just love being outdoors and exercising, so the longer the better, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's a beautiful and place, yeah. so why not? Yeah. Some experiences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've personally mostly, for the most part, enjoyed them. Yeah, but, yeah. There we go. The longer no road for oh, me. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's always one. That just, we're we're uh, off to Vietnam the day after nationals for three weeks, so um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. We'll take my 78 year old mother as well. Oh, fantastic. So it won't be. Regeneration. It won't be yeah, ultra endurance, but nice. I think the kids still want to try and do some training during that three weeks. Oh, so yeah. Cool. It yeah. will be warm. Yeah. Okay, so now we have. Our quick fire round of questions. Tilly, you're a bit worried there. No, don't, but don't be worried. I'll, I'll give you a few choices. So we start with, and this is to do with training, shoes with lots of cushioning or very little. We'll go with you, Finn. Little. Little, yeah. understandably, with sprinting. I'd Tilly. say more. More, more. And Soft. Sean? I'm not quite wearing hokers yet, but <laughs> yeah. quite a lot of cushioning. For me. So you, you're and, getting quite a lot of cushioning. A lot of drop. Okay, a lot of drop. Lot See, of drop. he's not answered the question quickly. He's gone into his whole <laughs> specifics of what he needs to be able to. He's the prima donna out of the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Next question. <laughs> Uh, now I can understand why your dear old dad did not want to be part of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next one is uphill or downhill? Tilly. Downhill. Ben. Uphill. Sure. Uphill. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. And the next one is you've got a selection of workouts, and hopefully none of those, none of these will make you chunder. So we've got hill sprints. We've got accelerations like 30-meter sprints, short intervals, long intervals, or a long run. That's probably too many, but anyway, uh, we'll start with you, Sean. Can I go none of the above? <laughs> no. Uh, um, the, lo- the longer stuff, because that's kind of what my body can generally handle, as long as it's not too long. Okay. Yeah. So long-ish. Tilly? Yeah. Um, probably the accelerating stuff. Because <laughs> it's the shortest. Yeah. <laughs> and for- um, Hills is mainly just because you feel mean afterwards. I don't know yeah. so much yeah. about being in the moment with those, but yeah, yeah, yeah right. they can make you feel strong if you, if they go well. Yeah. yeah, we all need hydration, even sprinters, especially in in the Solomon Islands. After a run or a workout, 
these are your choices. Gatorade or Powerade or some sort of electrolyte. Beer, but not for you, Tilly, because you're too young. Chocolate milk, water or juice. We'll start with you, Tilly. Have to be Gatorade or Powerade. Okay, Finn. Water for sprinting, maybe Gatorade for long distance or beer for long distance. Okay. One of the two. And Sean? Uh, it's quick fire. Quick. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, we'll have to edit this. A beer. A beer. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Here's the last one. A coach or an athlete you greatly admire. We'll start with you, Sean. My father, probably. He was okay. involved in sport and encouraged me a lot until he passed away when I was relatively young. Definitely he ran marathons, played for the All Blacks in the back in his day. Oh, brilliant. No, great man. Well done. Tilly? Um, probably Angie and Sam, my coaches, yeah. They're awesome. Uh, I'd say athlete, probably Peter Snell, just because I still see that record being there on, like, grass track yeah. for so long. It's like, I can chuck him in some dragonflies and he's running, like, at least 143, <laughs> 142. Yeah, exactly. You put him on, put him on uh, a Mondo track and, yeah. goodness me, yeah. brilliant. Finn, Tilly and Sean O'Sullivan, thank you so much for sharing your running journeys so far and we really look forward to hearing how the future lies with you. Finn, have an awesome time in Honiara thank in the you, Solomon Islands. It. Tilly, have a brilliant time getting even faster over the following season. Great to have you back. And Sean, enjoy driving. <laughs> I won't be seeing you on the track, Pete. <laughs> 400's coming up. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you.